This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, we are uh, discussing Tzadikim, Rashaim, and Benonim. We said, according to Rambam, Rashaim have more demerits than merits. Tzadikim have more merits than demerits. It's not just quantity, it's also quality. And Benonim, we should view ourselves as Benonim, half half. Now he talks about the world to come. And he talks about the portion of people in the world to come. So we have a general rule. And this is a rule from the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, chapter 10, it's called Perichelek. Every single Jew has a portion in the world to come. What happens is we normally skip out the next part of the Mishnah. Because the next part of the Mishnah discusses people who don't have anything. Chutzmeh. Mm. Except for so and so and so and so and so, so. so we skip out that part of the Mishnah, but that's, in our prayers we don't say anything negative. But there are people who are not included, Jews who don't get a portion of the world to come. However, most Jews do, even if they sin. And that's what the Ramah is going to tell us. So what's interesting is, a person may be a Rasha, but he can still get a portion of the world to come. He may still have more demerits than merits, but he still has to get a reward for his merits. In other words, Hashem doesn't just say, okay, you're more bad than good, you're, stuck, you're gone. What he does is, he puts a person in down for a while to, to clear the debts. And then he goes to Ganeden for all the merits. Right? There's no such thing, it doesn't wipe out each other. The merits don't wipe out the demerits, the demerits don't wipe out the merits. They both have to be paid for. Everything is paid for in the next world. So every merit you do is paid for. So even a person who is an evil person, he has merits. Mm. You get something. But only after he pays for his demerits. Right? Teshuvah lives on. Teshuvah is the best. Teshuvah is a shortcut. Right? Teshuvah is a shortcut to get rid of all the garbage in one's life. How do you get rid of the garbage in your life? And the answer is through Teshuvah. That's why Teshuvah is so precious. Thank God for Teshuvah. Hashem, save us, Hashem. Forgive us for all our sins. Hashem should forgive us for all our sins and uh, accept our forgiveness. Accept our forgiveness. And that's what we're doing now in the city hall. We get up every morning early and pray. So, uh, so in the Ram, Ram is very radical of it. He's one of the few people, one of the few religions that say this is the pious of the nations of the world have a portion of the world to come. Mm-hmm. So, Judaism is the most generous religion. You know why? Christianity says, we don't believe, you're going to hell. And then Muslim Islam say, we don't believe, you're going to hell. Judaism is the only one who says, you don't have to be a Jew to go to heaven. As long as we keep the seven Nohide laws. What are the seven Nohide laws? Number one, believe in Hashem. Number two is, but not to curse Hashem. Number three is, don't kill. Number four, number four is, don't steal. Number five is, don't commit adultery. Number six is, Set up courts. Set up law courts. Number seven is don't eat a limb from a living animal. Seven nochados. That's interesting. There's a book called The Seven Colors of the Rainbow. It's a beautiful book. It's out of print now. But it's uh, about seven nochados. Interesting. Seven, seven colors of the rainbow. Hashem made the rainbow. That's a hint to the seven nochados. Beautiful. What keeps... So when it says the rainbow, Hashem remembers the rainbow. Uh, made, the, made the sign of the rainbow. He looks at the rainbow and he keeps the world alive. What, you, what is that rainbow? The rainbow is... Seven Noachad laws. Seven mm-hmm. colors of the rainbow, seven Noachad laws. Hashem looks at the world. If it's keeping the seven Noachad laws, then the world is safe. Beautiful. But it's a very generous religion. That means if you are righteous, the pious, it says, the righteous of the nations. Chasideh umot olam in Hebrew. Chasidim. They're the pious ones of the nations of the world. Yeshlaim chedem ulamba. They have a portion of the world to come. Don't know what their portion is going to be. They have a portion of the world to come. They live on. Their souls live on forever. So you don't have to be, when a person comes to convert, we tell them, you don't have to be a Jew to go to the next world. 
if you're a righteous Gentile, you go to the next world as well. So you have uh, categories of people who saved Jews in the Holocaust, right? And the Israelis gave them the titles, righteous Gentiles. But a righteous Gentile is a, is a Gentile who keeps the seven Lachet laws. And if they, if they messed up, they have the option of doing Teshuvah Of course, too? everyone can do Teshuvah. Because we know, that, how do we know? Because Adam was not, was not Jewish. Mm. He did Teshuvah. Cain was not Jewish. He did Teshuvah. Everyone did Teshuvah. The brothers of Yosef, classic Bale Teshuvah. The brothers of Joseph were the classic Bale Teshuvah. They were so regretted selling their brother. How do we know they regret him? Because they said it themselves. When he took Shimon and put him in jail and he accused them of being spies, they started trembling and they said, oh, we are guilty of what we did to our brother. Hashem is doing this to us because of what we did to our brother. So can you imagine? We became Balachuba. That's what he wanted. That's what Yosef wanted. Yosef wanted to see if they changed. And they did. The fact is they didn't want to do that to Benjamin, the Benjamin. The fact is they wanted to save Benjamin. That's, that's how we knew. So then he goes, the Rambam says, both the righteous and even the wicked, they get a portion of the world to come. Even the pious of the, non, of the non-Jewish world also get a, a portion of the world to come. So he said, well, how come the wicked get a portion of the world to come? And the answer is, depends how wicked they are. Obviously, there's a level we're going to talk about. They don't get any portion. But normally, a wicked person gets paid off in Gehenam for his bad deeds, and then he gets reward for his good deeds. There's no thing that a person never has bad, good deeds. Everyone has good deeds. Right? We know from Reish Lakish. Kapela Harimon Rakatech. It says in, in the Song of Songs. Like a flask, like a flake of pomegranate, is the ones, empty ones among you, Reish Lakish says. Mm. A flake of pomegranate has more mitzvot than, uh, so the empty ones among us has, has a pomegranate of seeds. How many seeds do we have? Thousands. Now we come to the individuals who have no portion of the world to come. Their souls are cut off. Terrible, terrible. They're judged for their great sins. That's terrible. Ay, ay, ay. So we're going to talk about the world to come. We have a whole chapter about the world to come. It's interesting how the Rambam talks about metaphysics. And uh, we learn from the Gemara and Sanhedrin. So, number one is, every Jew gets a portion of the world to come, unless they're really, really evil, which we have to discuss. <coughs> um, so there's a couple of Midrashim over here. The Gemara in Ediot says, the judgment of the wicked in Gainam takes no longer than one year. That's why the Kaddish is... 11 months. 11 months for Ashkenazim and Sephardim, one week less than 12 months. Yeah. Why? Because if we say it's 12 months, that means it's completely Russia. It's not Russia. Mm. We don't say our relatives are evil, so we stop before the 12 months. Because the wicked go 12 months. So we don't say it's wicked. Okay, but that's enough purification in 12 months and gain number soaks. It's like a washing machine. It's like a pressure cooker, in fact. Whatever it is, it's bad. We don't want to go there. We want to get out of there as soon as possible. But a person is cleansed to the point where he can go to the next world. A person get out of there after 12 months and they're cleansed. Right? The Gemara in Erevin says, even more generous. This is Yudzayin Amad Alif in Erevin. Avram Avinu allows the wicked to remain only momentarily in Gainam. If they have a brick milah, he'll pull them out of Gainam. If you have a brick milah, Avram Avinu is going to pull you out. No, Rav Nachman, but Rav Avinu, even better. Avram Avinu is there. Put it out. Okay, so Avram Avinu, this is very generous, right? Just momentarily, you just go in and pull you out. So there's different minarshim, there's different opinions over here. But everyone agrees. All the Jews will go to Olam Everyone has a portion. The question is, how big is a portion? 
Some people have massive portions, and some people have tiny portions. So the guy who has small portions, it's like a kind of hell. He's burning up. How come that guy's more than me? It's not fair. Look what he did, what I did. I didn't do anything. I wasted my time. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to a world where you have no way to make up what you did in the past? Mm. All the same person did all the true in the world. We did it with love. He raised all the bad, raised all the good. So he goes to the next world. And he's getting reward for the teshuva as well. Don't forget, that's another mitzvah. It's also it's a very big mitzvah. Teshuva itself is a very big mitzvah. So he did teshuva, but the other guy achieved more. So he's thinking to himself, you know, I wish I didn't waste my time. I could have earned much more. It's like a person retirement. The guy is, uh, one guy is living a life of luxury and, uh, with, uh, what, $10,000 income a month. And the other guy is living on a pension with his uh, social security. He can barely make it. So the guy who's living on his social security says, I wish I worked harder. I wish I saved up money. I wish I... And the other guy says, thank God, Baruch Hashem, I managed. So, same thing applies to the next world. One is living a life of luxury, whatever that means, closer to God, and the other guy is in shame. A little bit of, little account, little small place to live on, whatever that means. That's all I'm about. We have no idea all I'm about what that means. It's a spiritual world. But there's different parts. Every Jew has a portion, but how big is the portion? That's the question. doesn't say. Different people, different amounts. It's a capitalist society. <coughs> What do you mean, capital society? It means, according to the amount of effort in this world, that's the amount you get in the next world. It's not like everyone's equal. Everyone's equal is that we all get portions. Are the portions equal? No! It all depends on effort. Everything depends on the efforts. Did you strive to get closer to God in this world? If you did, you're welcome to get closer to God in the next world. If you strive to run away from God, <laughs> then so it depends on what we do. Everything we do in the next world has a big, and this world has a big bearing in the next world. And then he says, the following people have no portion in the next world. Their souls are cut off. And they are judged for their great evil. So number one, so we have a, um, a, a famous Gemara in Gitin that talks about Onculus. Onculus the Gare, right? Onculus was the Gare, he was a Roman. He was a nephew of Titus, the big Russia. Titus was the big Russia, right? He destroyed the second temple, Titus. And he did all sorts of things inside the Holy Holy, terrible things. He took a zona inside there and did terrible things. And he comes out, he put, he put a, a sword through the parochet, and blood came out of the parochet. And what do you think? Blood comes out of the curtain, can you imagine? He puts a sword in the curtain between the Holy and the Holy Holy, there's a curtain. He put a sword through it, and blood, it started bleeding. You know what he said? I killed God. I killed a God. <laughs> imagine. So I'm thinking about the miracle. Wow, this is a miracle. Amazing. I'm getting out of here. I killed a God. Fearless. An idiot. So recognizing the miracle, he killed their God. Okay. So he does all sorts of things. He goes into the sea with all this booty. He got from the temple, the mineral, the gold, the silver, everything in, the, in one boat. And he's in the sea. He says, God, you see? You can't do anything to me. I, I, you're useless. All of a sudden, there's a big storm. <laughs> Never tempt fate. There are two things that, that said, even God can't sink this. You remember the, the Titanic? And there was also a big Zeppelin. Mm. Remember the Zeppelin? Yeah. What was it? It was Goodyear and... Blimp. Blimp. It was a big, the biggest blimp in the world. They made a massive blimp. They said even nothing can happen. Hindenburg. Was it the Hindenburg? Hindenburg. Caught fire. Filled with hydrogen. No, not the Hindenburg. There was oh. an American one filled with helium. Oh, okay. I didn't know. They made a massive one and it got lost in a storm somewhere. Oh, wow. And they said nothing can break this one. That's not the one that crashed in Jersey. No, that's Hindenburg. Caught fire. So it's interesting that never say that, never tempt fate. Even God can't do it. God can do anything he wants. So anyway, he's on the sea, 
And he says, ah, now I see your power is only the water. That's why there's a story. You want to kill me now like you killed Paro? And like you killed Sisera? Your power is only in the water. Hashem says, you know what? I'll get you on the dry land. I have a small thing that can eat your brain up. <laughs> Today we know there's cancer. We know. So the Gemara says, he went to the dry land and he had a terrible headache. A headache. Something's eating up his brain from inside. Some fly, a mosquito, whatever it was, went into his brain. He started eating up his brain. Terrible <laughs> migraines. Terrible migraines. So finally it says when they died, they found some kind of tumor lump over there. Big lump. It was like a bird. Amazing. So Titus was one of them. They've had a portion of the water So anyways, before he dies, his nephew comes to him, Uncleus. And he says, Uncle, give me advice. He said, if you see something going cheap in this world, buy it. And when it gets expensive, sell it. Make money. So he went and became Jewish. Uncleus went and became Jewish. <laughs> Titus went crazy. You idiot, you became a Jew? I hate Jews. You became a Jew. I'm trying to kill the Jews. You became a Jew? So you told me to, Uncle. So said, well, I told you. So when you see something cheap, it's going cheap, buy it. And when it gets expensive, you sell it. So there's nothing cheaper than being a Jew right now. Their lives are not worth anything. No one wants to be a Jew. And everyone's killing the Jews. I invested in Judaism, and I know <laughs> the price is going to go up. So that was Uncle the gear. Beautiful. But anyway, he says he went to a witch to raise souls of different people. So first he raises the soul of Bilam. Bilam, how are you doing? Bilam says, terrible, I'm burning huh? away. I'm burning away. He said, what do you think of the Jews? He said, hate the Jews. Who are the top people in the next world? He said, Jews are the top. But, but hate them and kill them and destroy them. So as we see that Russia cannot change in the next world. Whatever he achieved, your personality does not change. If you're a mean personality, the next world, you also mean personality. Your sins may be wiped out by the punishment, but the personality is the same. It doesn't change. You can't change. In the next world, there's no change. That's the trouble. Whatever you are in this world, you're the same in the next world. If you're mean in this world, you'll be mean in the next world. If you're arrogant in this world, you'll be arrogant in the next world. It's a horrible thing. The personality cannot change in the next world. It's a terrible thing. So Bill, was still evil, even though he knew the truth. Do evil. Kill them. He sees Uncle Titus. Titus, who's the head over there? The Jews are the top. He said... What's happening to you? They're burning me and, and they're spreading me in this, in this four seas and they're gathering my ashes every day and burning again and burning again. So, should I be... says, what, what, do you, what do you advise? He says, kill the Jews. See, that he can change his personality. He, he says, he, he asks, Hahu Gavra. Some people say, it's JC. What's, what's happening to you? He's burning me in uh, manure every day. And uh, so he said, what should, who's on top? He said, Jews. What should I do? He said, Love the Jews. Don't touch the Jews. Don't hurt the Jews. So moral the story is a bad Jew is better than all these big people. All these. Oh. So, interesting. Anyway, so that's what it says over here, that some people don't have a portion of what's come. So like Bilam, Titus, all these guys are finished. They get Paro, Hitler, and Maksimo for sure. No portion at all. They're getting punished on stop. You mentioned uncles. How did he ever achieve what he did? They gave in the Torah. I mean, in Bible to Moses, they had the. He translated everything into into Aramaic. And they um, but he has that portion. Yeah, hundred percent. So it just shows how much a person can achieve if they put their mind to it. It's all about putting your mind to it. It's all about dedicating yourself to a goal. A person has no goals. That's trouble. We all have to have goals in life. A person has no goals. Flaky. Yeah, the, what's your goal in life? 
don't know. Have a good time. Well, that's it. And you have no goals. You have no goals. You have no goals. Very simple. Some people are very focused. So uncles are focused. What can I do to better Jewish life today? Mm. Let's think about it. What can I do? What can you do? What can he do? If everyone has a purpose and says, I'm going to do that, I'm going to choose. There's a weakness over here. No one understands the Torah. I can imagine. There's no vehicle. They, they don't understand Hebrew. They all speak Aramaic. What I can do to make them understand? And the answer is that that was in those days, uncles. So today you have our scroll. They're filling in the gaps. No one can understand the Hebrew. So translate to English. So that became a goal. And if a person has a goal, very successful. Very successful goal. <coughs> Not only are they doing it, but they're also making money. That's even better. They're making money doing it because they raise money and fundraise. It's not like it pays for itself. It doesn't pay for itself. Just by selling books, they don't make money. It's by they get foundations, they get help to print the book. You can't do it otherwise. But it's successful, very successful. And now they have it on the internet. Now it's on uh, an iPad. You can buy an iPad with the whole Torah. Imagine. Mm. In English and with the commentaries. Beautiful, beautiful. 900 bucks, you get the whole Torah in your hand. It's amazing. So, a person should have a purpose in life. What is my purpose? I'm trying to learn the whole Torah. Make that your purpose. So if you learn part of it every day, hopefully you get there. But if you learn nothing every day, you're not going to never get there. <laughs> so if you learn, just we're coming here every day, we're learning parts and parts of the Torah. We're learning things that people normally don't learn. You learn Mishnah in the morning, you learn Mishnah at Burra in the evening, you learn this and that, learning Rambam. It's, every part helps a person gets a picture of what's going on. It's very important to get a picture of what's going on. So these are the ones he says there's no portion of the world to come. Number one. The minim and the apikorsim. Those who deny the Torah. Those who deny the resurrection of the dead. A Jew doesn't believe the dead is going to come back. He won't come back. Very simple. Whatever you don't believe, that's going to happen to you. A person doesn't believe in Lamba, no Lamba. He doesn't believe there's a soul, won't have a soul. He doesn't believe there's a Tchetametim, the dead will come back, he'll not come back. Our beliefs create our realities. You have to understand that. Our beliefs create our realities. You believe in God, God says, I'm with you. You don't believe in God, God says, heck with you. Very simple. A person has to believe in the Mashiach. A person says, I don't believe in Mashiach. Okay. There's no Mashiach for you. You won't see Mashiach. There's a famous story in the Torah. The Torah says, Famous, one of the famous prophets was Elisha. Elisha Navi. Elisha Navi was living in the Shomron. In, in Shomron was the capital city of uh, Shomron, was Samaria. We call it Samaria today. It's in the Northern Kingdom. It was the capital city of the Northern Kingdom. And there was a tremendous famine. Tremendous famine. Because there was a siege. The, uh, Arme- the Arabs, the Syrians, had surrounded this capital city. And uh, the king called Elisha. We're dying over here. There's nothing left. There's no food. There's barely one or two horses. Everyone ate the horses. Come on, there's no food. Elisha, what's going to happen? Elisha says, tomorrow, the, the price of wheat will be dirt cheap. Tomorrow. That's it. The captain of the guard laughed in his face. Ha, 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 you're crazy. There's no wheat in the old place. How can the price of wheat come? It's like, it's like saying today, the price of oil is going to drop uh, 50%. Hey, idiot, there's no other. Okay, you know what I told him? He says, you're going to see it, and you're not going to eat it. Your eyes will see, but you won't have any benefit from it. So what happened the next day? It says the four lepers. Right? Who are the four lepers? Gehazi and his three sons were lepers. They said, listen, we're dying of starvation. We have nothing to lose. Let's go to the enemy camp and ask them for food. They have food. They go to the enemy camp. They find that night, all the enemy ran away. They left all their food, left everything behind. They ran away. 
They have tons of food over there. <laughs> so lepers come back to the king. They eat everything. They said, we can't keep us a secret. They'll kill us if we keep a secret. So let's go back and tell the king. They told the king. The king says, okay, we have one horse left. Send the horse to find out and come back. And they went and they found all the food over there. And it says when the people heard that, they rushed out the gate to get the food. And this guy was a guard at the gate. They trampled him to death. So he saw, but he didn't have benefit. If a person believes, you get it. If you don't believe, you don't get nothing. Amazing. So it's important. We have to believe. Every day we have to believe. I believe in Tikata Meitim. The dead are going to rise. Baruch Hashem. What's going to say? One day going to see the dead rise. It's going to be an amazing sight. They'll only see it in Israel. You won't see it here. Because the dead have to go underground to Israel. We believe that as well. The bones have to go underground somehow. They're going to get there. Number two, I believe Mashiach will come. We believe in Mashiach. Baruch Hashem, there's a Mashiach. Otherwise, how did you survive so long? There's a Mashiach. Number three, we believe there's Olam Abad. There's another world after this. It's not the only world. There's a world after this. We believe in the soul. There's a soul. We believe in God. A person doesn't believe in these things, won't have these things. Very simple. Those who cause many people to sin, die. There's no teshuva. And those who separate themselves from the community, this is very, very important. Some people think, I can live by myself in the middle of nowhere. Mm. not going to last. Just like your friend over there, the chiropractor. His chiropractor. Doesn't believe, doesn't believe in God. He's going out with a non-Jewish woman, that's it. His line is going to end. And what's going to happen to him? Who knows what's going to happen to his soul. Because he's separating himself from the community. If you separate from the self of the community, it says when the community is doing teshuva, you're not there. So the guy doesn't come even Yom Kippur. Now what? When is he going to wake up? It's going to be too late. Never wake up. Because he's not with the community. When the community is doing teshuva, the person wakes up a little bit. You come to Selichon every morning, hopefully one person's waking up doing teshuva. Please forgive me, Hashem. We have to do teshuva every day because whatever we do during the day, there's always something bad. There's always one thing at least a person does. Or they don't do. Not only just doing, but also doing. One day he didn't pray with the minyan. Got to do teshuva. One day he didn't say shema on time. Got to do teshuva. All these things add up. So every day there's something a person didn't do. He spent time wasting time. Another teshuva. And those who commit sins in public, that's a terrible thing. Because then it's chidlashem, showing off, flaunting. Like this guy in, the, in Israel who went to the, he went to the mall on Shabbat just to flaunt. I don't keep Shabbat. Or he went to eat pork on and uh, show that I don't believe. He's the guy who got, he got so many votes. <laughs> terrible. It's chidlashem. But he doesn't know any better. The truth is, he knows nothing. He's ignorant completely. Came from Russia, no education, no Judaism. Doesn't know anything. You can't blame him. The Hazanish says these people are Tinok Shenishba. They're like children who were lost among the nations. They were raised by strangers. So even though they live in Israel, they're strangers. And therefore, they're not responsible. Tinok Shenishba. So they're strangers. They, they don't get any sin. There's no sin for them. Could be that's Arab business you've got to watch out you got to watch out even though the, there's a Vilna Gaon the Vilna Gaon says that the purpose of the world now is to separate the Jews from the Arab Rav but we don't know who's who we don't know it's hard to tell you may say Arab Rav and Hashem says that is the soul of a tzaddik you just got to do tikkun it's like uh, Rabbi Akiva before he was Rabbi Akiva what was he before? Akiva what was he before? what was he before? Akiva I know Akiva I know Akiva Burva Amaretz and what do you say? If I see a rabbi, I'm going to bite him like a donkey. <laughs> Is he Erev Rav? Chatz v'shalom, chatz v'shalom, chatz v'shalom. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous to point fingers to say Erev Rav. But it's very dangerous. You don't know who he is. Potential. You have to look at the potential of the person. Even Erev Rav. Erev Rav himself. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Erev Rav, 
take them out of Egypt. There's hope. So we have to bring them in. We have to change them. We have to. That's our job. But Hashem told him not to. Really. We have to change them. We, our job. We have to. There's Rav Hashem. We have to try our best. You can't just give up on people and say, Error, Rav. It's not true. There's a beautiful soul. Each one has a beautiful soul. So we have to try our best to get that soul. So if we do the tikkun, otherwise there's no tikkun. This guy's Error, Rav. This guy's Error, Rav. Rav. No tikkun. Nothing. That's a big yetzerah. It's a big yetzerah to point to say, Error, Rav. Give up. Give up. Don't give up. Never give up. Don't worry. The missionaries never give up. Yeah. We have to learn from the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah gives up. <laughs> the Yetzirah is up before you in the morning. Another five minutes. Another five minutes. <laughs> the Yetzirah doesn't stop. So when the Yetzirah won't stop, we mustn't stop. We have to learn from the bad how to do good. So let's, uh, let's do that. Let's, let's do it. So number one, as we said, all these things, there's no, there's no future. To do sins in public. Betray Jews to mm. Gentile authorities. Moser. They're looking for Jews to, to, to do this. You shouldn't be the one to be Moser. Those who cast fear upon the people for reasons other than the service of Hashem. Murderers. Slanderers. And a person who reverses his Brit Milah. There's plastic surgery to reverse his Brit Milah. Oh, yeah, yeah, terrible. In the time of the Greeks, they would uh, do the Olympics in nude. So, so in time of the Greeks, in time of the Greeks. Because they had Olympics in the nude. So they had to flaunt down there. So the Greeks are looking at ah, this guy's Jewish. Mm. They did reverse. Uh, reverse. Okay, now we come to who are these minim? Number one. Five kinds of people who are minim. A person who said there's no God and there's no rule of the world. In other words, even though there is a God, I don't believe he's involved with the world. He doesn't. He's not the ruler. So we know there's two names for Hashem. Yudke Bavke, which is the creator. And Adnut, which is the master, ruler. I don't believe in I don't believe in the creator, but I don't believe in the master. A person who said there's more than one God. Gone. A person who said there is one God, but he has a body. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gone. He's a min, he's a min. A person who said God is not the first God there was. There's one God who created him. Everyone has a God. God had a God, also had a God. Uh, number four, a person who we did that. Okay, number five, a person who stir, serves a star or the sun or the moon, and says this is my intermediary. That's Christianity, basically. Intermediary. Each of these five people mean a mean has no portion of the world to come. Now we come to three people who are apicorsing. Number one, a person who says there's no thing as nevuah. God does not talk to people. <laughs> he just dismissed the whole Torah. That's not before us. He denies the validity of the Torah. Why? God does not talk to people. But we know God does talk to people. He talked to Moshe Rabbeinu. Otherwise, there's no Torah. He said, no, God does not talk to people. Number two, one who says, Moshe Rabbeinu is not Navi. I dispute that completely. That's the problem with Korach. Korach says, Moshe Rabbeinu is not the... Moshe Rabbeinu is tricking us. Hashem did not say to appoint his brother. I should be the high priest, not him. He's, he's denying the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore he's denying the Torah. And the person who says, Hashem doesn't know what we're up to. Hashem does not only, he does not only know what we're up to, he also knows what we're thinking. <laughs> he also knows what we're going to think in the future. So those are apikorsim, three kinds of apikorsim. And then there's three kinds of people who are deniers of, of Hashem. Deniers of, of Hashem. Number one, a person who says there is Torah, but one word is not true. This word or this letter is not from God. He just denied the whole Torah. Why? 
which letter is not from God. We have to, we believe that all they're all from God. Once you say this one's not from God, this one's not God, then you're saying this mitzvah doesn't apply. This mitzvah doesn't apply. Number two, if he says this is okay, this is uh, reform. Moshe said this, and God didn't, wasn't involved with him. Moshe made up the whole thing. It's all man-made. You know, maybe people say the Torah is man-made. It's called a kofir. A kofir of a perusha. A person who denies the oral law. I don't believe in the Mishnah. I believe only in the written Torah. I don't believe in the Mishnah. No Gemara. Machish Magideh. He contradicts the rabbis. Just like Sadok and Baitos. Saduki and the Baitosim. And a person says, uh, Hashem changed the mitzvah. I got a prophecy, Hashem changed this mitzvah. Well, the Torah doesn't apply today, like the Christians. It's an Old Testament. Today we have a New Testament. That is a kofir. Ain't lochelik l'amba. Is someone not believing in Zohar, same thing? Yeah, oral Zohar is part of the oral tradition, Torah Shabbat. Moshe Rabbeinu got a hazinai. The Zohar quotes Moshe Rabbeinu. A lot of chasidim. 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 They don't believe Zohar? They don't believe in Zohar. Has to be Zohar is, there was a book written a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, about the validity of Zohar. All the big rabbis cited. Every single rabbi in the world cited. Because there's a group in Temanim. The group of Temanim, they're called the Dardaim. They didn't believe in Zohar. So, at that time they wrote the book. To, to keep away their... The ideology. Or, or those that not believe the Torah is Okay, that's not something else. Uh, Shaykh They know it's Shaykh because uh, Hashem gave it to us, but they don't believe it's. We have the rights to go get it now. That's what they. That's their sabna. But listen, we know. We, we see. Everyone can see. Everyone with eyes can see the truth. If you don't believe something, you don't have to believe something. But no one can force you. But if you have eyes in your head, if you have, if you're rational, you'll see what's happening in the world. See what Hashem is doing in the world. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.